Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. This is episode 20, The Shinquella Robinson Gaze. Today, I'd like to talk about Shinquella Robinson. Last night, I read a story the U.S. Department of Justice will not federally prosecute her murderers for taking her life. It was upsetting because even though I'm a black woman in America, and I'm aware the lives of black women don't mean anything in this country, I was hoping the case would be a slam dunk. I mean, they had video evidence of a woman beating Shanguela, and Shanguela never fought back. I was wrong. I was spouting about it last night on Spoutable when this person, I won't say the name because it's not relevant, spouted to me, and I quote, I feel terrible for Shinquella and her family, but some of the lessons to be learned are to select your friends very carefully. Alcohol brings out the worst in people, and when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Karma will rain down on her murderers. I was lying in bed watching Awaken, a K-drama on Netflix. My stomach did a flip-flop. I felt sickened. I paused and I said to myself, maybe this isn't how they meant it. But my stomach flip-flopped. So the last sentence really had no true meaning. Here I was questioning my own instinct when that's exactly what this person was doing. Insinuating had Shinquella trusted her instincts, she'd still be alive. That's victim shaming. Not only do I feel this person victim shamed Shinquella, they used the brilliant words of Dr. Maya Angelou to do it. I'd like to think Dr. Angelou would have never used the words she penned to empower black people to blame a beautiful, successful young black woman for her own demise. It was sick, and I said so. But that's the world we live in. The lives of black women are worth less than the most racist white woman in America. And that's just the truth. Shanguela was a graduate of an HBCU, Winston-Salem State University. She was a businesswoman who operated a boutique, exquisite boutique, and had a kid's hair braiding business, Exquisite Kids. She lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, where she was born and raised. I call that a very enterprising young woman, focused and goal-oriented. She was also a loving daughter from a two-parent black household, a loving sister, and a loving friend. But in this country, none of that matters. Black women have to be one million times more exceptional than white women, even to get sympathy when they die. She was a law-abiding citizen, had a good relationship with her parents. Whether the perpetrator is white, yet especially if it's a black-on-black crime, black women don't get the same reverence as white women, even when they're murdered. People go on about their business. I remember the dogs Michael Vick had fighting received more outrage than Shinquella did when I spouted the story. At 25, she did what a lot of people her age do. She went to Mexico to celebrate a birthday. She never came home. Shanquella had what I addressed in episode 5, frenemies. These are enemies disguised as friends. These people, who in my opinion, 
I believe planned and executed her murder weren't her friends. Her life was snuffed out like a candle for nothing. The U.S. Department of Justice has just sent another message that women of color do not matter in the United States. Period. Let me give you the backstory on Miss Robinson. On October 28, 2022, Shanquella traveled to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. She was dead by October 29th. She went to celebrate a friend's birthday with three men and three women. Khalil Cook, Malik St. Patrick Dyer, Winter Essence Donovan, Elise Mitchell Hyatt, Dejanay Jackson, and Nazir Wiggins. They booked a luxury apartment in the Puerto Las Cabos Resort. The girl didn't last 24 hours. Here's what chilled me to my core. The videos these idiots took. I saw a video of one of the males, Khalil Cook, recording Shinquella as she slept. And he said, we have our first dead body. That's a bizarre thing to say. In the second video I watched, Shanquella was walking through the apartment looking for her murderers. She was joking when she said, it don't take that long to get naked. Where y'all at? She sounded so happy. But when she walked in that room, they all stopped talking. The energy was so cold, you could cut it like a block of ice. It was chilling. And I'm not the only one who felt it. Other viewers said, wow, this is sad. You can tell they had a problem with her and probably didn't say anything because she walked in recording. Another comment. Their energy was so cold when she went into the room. She had no idea what was coming. I agree. The energy was cold and she didn't have a clue they had plotted against her. But for what? That's the answer we don't have. And thanks to DOJ, we may never have it. On October 29th, around 2.30 p.m., a call was made stating a resident didn't feel well. A doctor from the American Medical Center, Cabo San Lucas, was dispatched to the apartment. Here's where the sneakiness continued. This was after she was beaten and a doctor was called. One of the culprits called Shanquella's mother, Salamandra. The person told her Shanquella was sick and a doctor was coming. Dr. Carolina Beatrice Ornelas Gutierrez arrived and found a female in stable condition, but dehydrated, disoriented, unable to communicate, and appearing to be intoxicated. Her murderers told the doctor she drank a lot of alcohol. Now, the doctor wanted Shanquella to be admitted into the hospital, but the culprit said no. She should be treated at the apartment. Now, why do you think they didn't want Shanquella to go to the hospital? They knew what they had done. And if she went, they'd be found out and arrested. Dr. Gutierrez tried to give Shanquella an IV drip, but she had a tonic-clonic seizure. That's a stiffening of the body, arms, and legs, as well as a sphincter relaxation. That's spontaneous defecation around 4.13 p.m. And that was about one hour after the doctor arrived. She started having breathing issues. An ambulance was dispatched around 4.20 p.m. 
Then she had a cardiac arrest. Paramedics arrived around 4.49 p.m. and tried to save her life, but she died. According to the police report, Shanquella was pronounced dead at 5.57 p.m. The police arrived at 5.25 p.m. and the doctor told them she had been dispatched for a young woman who had drank too much. She wanted to admit her to the hospital, but her friends said no to treat her at the apartment. The police then notified the attorney general. Julio Daniel told the police to file reports and investigation forms before handing the case to ministerial police. The police report said a deceased person had died of alcohol poisoning with no observation of internal or external injuries. The U.S. State Department initially claimed Mexican authorities said there was no clear evidence she was murdered. However, the autopsy performed in Mexico stated a whole different story. Here's what the autopsy report said. Robinson died 15 minutes after suffering a severe spinal cord injury and an atlas luxation. That's a dislocation or separation of the skull base from the atlas bone, the first bone of the neck, the spinal column. The official cause of death was severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation. The forensic doctor didn't mention cardiac arrest nor alcohol poisoning, but that's what the culprits told Shinquella's mother to her face once they got back to Charlotte, North Carolina, that her daughter had died of alcohol poisoning. They went to her mother, knowing some of them stood by and watched while one of them beat this girl to death. How cold and sick is that? Her mother wasn't as dumb as they hoped she'd be. Mrs. Robinson told Good Morning America the family was suspicious of the friends after they all told her conflicting stories about what happened to her child. Some of them claimed a maid found her unconscious. Some said they called a doctor, while others said the apartment concierge called the doctor. At first, they told her Shanquella died of alcohol poisoning, but slipped up a few days later, admitting there had been a fight, that she was fighting, and she had been jumped. If you watch that video, Shanquella never fought back. You can hear a man's voice saying, can you at least fight back? How horrifying that must have been for her. No one tried to stop the attack. Not one of her so-called friends tried to help her. Now back to the lies they told her mother. One told her they found Shanquella unconscious on the floor. Another claimed they found her in a bed. While another told her father, Bernard Robinson, they had found her in a chair. Shanquella's mother told CBS News the culprits told her Shanquella was ill from alcohol poisoning before the doctor even arrived. They had just told her they called the doctor. So how did they know what was wrong with her? Now, before the doctor arrived, her mother wanted her to be taken to the hospital, but one of the culprits lied to her, claiming her daughter's travel insurance was useless in Mexico and the emergency room required $5,000 in cash to give medical attention to Shinquela. She became more suspicious after she paid to have her daughter's body brought back to Charlotte, North Carolina, and read the autopsy report showing the cause of death as a broken neck, not alcohol poisoning. 
Miss Robinson told Queen City News, Shanquilla's body had obvious signs of trauma. A bruised face, swollen eye, a busted lip, and a knot on her head. Had the Robinsons not had the money to bring Shanquilla home and had no autopsy been done, they might have got away with it. But they just couldn't help themselves. They uploaded a video of the beating for clout. And what they got was national outrage. Their actions catapulted Shanquilla's story on every major media outlet. Now let's talk about the video. I'd like to note Shanquilla was naked while she was being beaten. If you watch the video, it is gut-wrenching. The attacker, whom some have identified as Dejeuner, punched and kicked Shanquilla while her friends watched. She repeatedly hit her in the head and forcefully yanked on her neck. She even threw her to the floor, beating her in the face and kicking her in the head. This woman is much larger than Shinquella was. Much. A male filmed the fight while another person filmed him. And you can hear a man saying, Quella, can you at least fight back? At least something? And Shinquella said no. She didn't want to fight. And if that doesn't break you, I don't know what will. They saw she was in need of help, and they didn't help her. The Robinsons had to advocate for their daughter and convince the U.S. and the Mexican police that her death was suspicious, and it deserved an investigation. They finally received a response on November 16th. The U.S. Department of State released a statement saying, We are aware of these reports. Protecting the welfare of U.S. citizens overseas is among our top priorities. Out of respect for the privacy of those involved, we have no further comment at this time. And now, with an autopsy, a video, and a federal charge of femicide from Mexico, the Department of Justice is saying they don't have enough evidence for a federal prosecution? On April 12, 2023, the U.S. Attorney General's office said, based on the results of the autopsy and after a careful deliberation and review of the investigated materials by both U.S. Attorney's offices, federal prosecutors informed Ms. Robinson's family today that the available evidence does not support a federal prosecution. The family's attorney, Sue Ann Robinson, said, there was no swift action on this case. There was absolutely no urgency on the part of the U.S. authorities. If you wait five months after someone committed a crime, they would have had the opportunity and time and space to delete text messages, if that's what they wanted to do, to talk to each other about the case. The message cannot be that U.S. citizens can go overseas and commit crimes against other U.S. citizens and come back and say that they're on base that they're safe, that they're not going to be arrested, that there's going to be such a delay in the investigation that the evidence will have time to dissipate. Her sister, Quilla Long, stated, The United States Department released a statement claiming no clear evidence of foul play, yet there is a video circulating of a woman violently attacking Shaquilla. This statement is 
unacceptable and we are beyond devastated. We will continue to fight for the truth. So will the rest of us. Continue to rest, Shanquilla. And I'm out of time. I implore everyone who is listening to this episode, please do whatever you can to help Shanquilla Robinson's family get justice for her. It doesn't matter what country you're living in. Advocate for her. Please. I will be back next week with another story or two. Until then, be easy. Have a good weekend.